0: Welcome back to the Macaw Podcast Universe, and this is the podcast that exists to prove people people wrong when when they say sequels are are never better better than the originals, originals. and what do we get to do today? We get to go back to Woodsboro, Mm -hmm. and we get to try and figure out who is the murderer this time, because we're covering a movie that came out last Friday called Scream. Yes. Now... Right off the bat, you know, when we do current releases, we keep it spoiler free for the first little bit, but we're going to give you a little taste so that if you weren't sure if you should go see it in the theaters, you, you can maybe get a taste for that. Here's what I'm going to say. If you like Scream at all, do not walk to the theater, run (laughs) to the theater. This movie is so good.
1: Yeah. Give them your money. It was
0: crazy how good it was. It was really good. And the the whole last sequence, which of course we'll get into later in the episode, I was through my mask, I was just smiling the entire sequence. I kept
1: giving Micah thumbs up throughout the movie, and then in the when the last sequence was getting ready to go, I held on to Micah's hand like we were about ready to go down a big dip in a roller coaster because yeah. was, we're about to have some fun.
0: It's so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Um Right, I mean, right off the bat, not to, again, not to, uh, I just loved it so much, and it's an easy number two for Scream. It's definitely better than two, three, and four. Yeah. Like, easily. Yeah. Um, And it's just great, because, you know, we talked about, you know, what is this going to be about? What is it going to have to say about horror? Because that's the best part about Scream, is what does it have to say about horror? And this movie was chalked to the brim. Full of horror. And not even just horror. It talked about the current state of modern blockbuster filmmaking. It
1: did. And it was, you mentioned that this, you feel like this movie accomplished what the last one was trying to do, but it's almost like the last, the last movie just didn't have enough. It didn't have enough time to do it. Not enough time to really probably do what it was trying to do more. And we both liked that movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, was that was my number two before.
1: Yeah. So this is just like, oh, they, they waited a couple years and then they get to say this now, which are, they said some things where I'm like, holy crap, they're right. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Um, I think it's, it is insane to me that within the same, uh, like four weeks we had matrix resurrections, which was also like contemplating what's the purpose of like a reboot uh-huh. or like revisiting a franchise after over a decade
1: that, in that movie. Didn't do well. And then we have this movie that's contemplating the same themes. Yeah. This movie's doing really well.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I loved Matrix Resurrections. I yeah. loved it. I think this movie's a better movie. Yeah. Um, but I do love Matrix Resurrections. But this movie just nailed it out of the park.
1: Nailed it out of the park.
0: I feel like it It gave me kind of the same feeling that I got watching the first Scream movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of were able to bake their cake and eat it, too, in a lot of respects. Yeah. Uh, there's some specific things that I don't want to talk about in our spoiler-free fr- section, but in the spoiler section where it was like, yeah, I mean, you're making fun of that thing, but you're also giving us the satisfactions of being fans of this franchise.
1: Right. So we yeah. like
0: that we get to see it. Yeah. But you're also saying how silly that is. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the 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 movie theater experience cuz we did something I mean radical this time around. I usually buy the tickets, but I hand the phone to Jordan and I say, "I want you to pick where we sit." And Jordan picks the front row, not not the ones that are on the ground, but it's the first level up. So we are really close. And as we're coming to sit in, sit down at our seat, we start seeing, you know, like teenagers come in and stuff like that. And, you know, horror movies are kind of this communal experience where there is sort of a version of you go see a horror movie and everyone's laughing and screaming and all that stuff.
1: Or you go see a horror movie and people are talking the whole time and at the end yell, that sucked. Like, uh, Uh, it comes at night. It comes at night. Which was a terrible theater experience.
0: Terrible theater experience. This was
1: whatever. I was hoping, because there were a lot of teenagers in the movie, and I was like, this is perfect, Micah. They're all sitting behind us, so we're yeah. not going to see any phones, because uh-huh. they're 100% on their phone throughout yeah. this. Um, and we'll probably get some like fun scream screaming. Uh-huh. None of it. Just a lot of talking. But the movie was so loud that you couldn't really hear them.
0: Yeah, I think, had we sat further back, I think it may have been worse for us. Yeah. Um, So I think that might be a hack. We're going to keep you updated as we go throughout our lives.
1: I don't know if I can do an action movie that close.
0: No, no, but horror movies. Because horror movies are so much, people talk throughout them. And people do do things like like they say, like, don't go in there. Like, I've heard, you know, you hear people say those things. And if you're not into that, we're going to attempt the front row for a little bit and see how that goes.
1: Yeah, because we see so many horror movies in theaters.
0: I wish we saw more. We're, hopefully, we'll get there this year. Um, but having said that, could you hear the people that were sitting next to me?
1: I heard a guy burp really loud that was sitting ne- near us.
0: Well, so, I it's like I'm advocating for the front row thing right now. But the people who were sitting next to us sucked.
1: Oh, really? How come you didn't tell me last night?
0: Because I didn't want to bother you.
1: Because no, so you were having a good...
0: Well, I kind of forgot. Oh. But... So here's what I think is weird about what was happening. There was a, a man and a woman, and the woman talked nonstop the entire movie.
1: About the movie?
0: About the movie, to the theater, to her boyfriend or whoever, to the movie. The entire movie. Did not stop. I only didn't hear her when it was too loud to hear.
1: Oh, man.
0: And what annoyed me about it was... So, th- you know, these is movies... she doing the it thing? No. Okay. But, well, kind of. So these movies are, like, contemplating what is a horror movie, and they're usually making fun of the tropes, but they're also celebrating them and all that stuff. So she's doing things like maybe a character decides to go into a room, and she's going, don't go in there, duh.
1: Oh, one of those. And she's yeah. doing that
0: and she's like, quote, like figuring out the movie as it goes. Like when they reveal the killer, I, I think I heard her say like, oh yeah, I thought it was him the whole movie or something yeah. or her or whoever. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But I was just like, what are you do?" Like, <laughs> th- this is a movie that's analyzing those things. So why are you?
1: You're, but that's the thing. That's And they even say it in the movie. You're, people are always going to do that. that yeah. That's how that person is coping with the the tension. Yeah. And it is one of the most annoying things in the world. And we've all been there yeah. to some degree. But it does drive me out of this world when people are just like, you're, no, you're not supposed to run up the stairs. Why are you doing that? And it's right. like, well, they're doing it because it's a horror movie. Also, yeah. this is what I always think of. You'd probably do it too. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know what you would do in that situation. You We always talk about, like, I wouldn't do this. You got to do this. And they even say this in the movie. Uh-huh. But they do it anyway. That's the yeah. whole point.
0: Well, they really hit that hard in the very first Scream movie.
1: Yeah. But um, they did it in this movie, too, with, like, going down to the basement and stuff.
0: Yeah. But I, I actually think this movie, more than all the rest, this was, it was so smart where it, every single character was, like, really smart with their decisions. Uh-huh. And that's a classic scream thing, but I think they like really nailed it this time. Well,
1: it's they're everyone's Randy now. That's right. that's the the really fun thing about this movie. You do have that one character like was Randy, the yeah, girl, right. but like everyone was, pretty right. much. Right. That's fun. It is fun. I mean it's really annoying.
0: Well, it's annoying if that it's person's sitting reality. next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I, I just don't like when people go into movies. No, thinking they're better than the movie. You gotta give the movie the chance.
1: Let it take you.
0: But I hope that they enjoyed it. I yeah. guess because maybe maybe that's just what she that's does in she every enjoys. movie.
1: She could just be a little bit quieter.
0: But maybe she could just watch it at home. Yeah. Or just react you loudly. The guy to the things. enjoyed it.
1: Was he engaging with her? I couldn't tell. Okay.
0: But it it there were a couple times where I thought I thought about doing a shush. I actually what? thought about the shush.
1: Really? Yeah, because it was. I can't this, believe I didn't hear this.
0: Well, they were quiet, but we were also but like
1: that. You're. Like the, you're
0: pss, 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 but I can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. Um. And and. I mean, they were like seven chairs away, so I guess they weren't quiet. But but it was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the killer. Okay, yeah, he, he probably is. Oh, why would they go in there? That doesn't really make sense. They shouldn't do that. That's not really a good idea. You know, actually, in the first one, they, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's shut bad. up.
1: That's bad. I wonder if the guy like I I just wonder She was woman
0: explaining to him.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. Um I wonder if the the guy was just like he, you know he's used to this mm. and he's at a point in their relationship whether he's accepted it or they don't know each other quite well enough where he's just like yeah she just does this. Yeah. I've just learned to tune it out.
0: <laughs> well, I have not. But let's talk about who made this movie. Okay? So it's directed by two guys. It's Matt bettinelli Olpen and Tyler Gillett. Did not look how, up how to pronounce their names, but that's their names. And they directed Devil's Do," the movie that came out a couple years ago, Ready or Not. Which I believe had the woman in the um, wedding dress, like with a shotgun. I
1: can't believe every time you say that title, I'm like, "What's that movie?" Every single every, time, and then you start describing the poster, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that yeah. one." I have I will forget it in ten seconds.
0: You will. Um, and then they directed this movie. Wow. <clears throat> so they're pretty kind of new around the feature film. They're new
1: around block. town.
0: Yeah, uh, it's written by James Vanderbilt, who uh, wrote Zodiac. The Amazing Spider-Man. Whoa,
1: he wrote Zodiac? Yeah. Okay, that's that, is, that guy can deal with complicated scripts.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if he was a solo credit. I didn't look that okay. up. Okay. But still, he's got a credit for Zodiac. Um. And
1: what was the next one?
0: The Amazing Spider-Man uh, and Independence Day Resurgence, amongst a lot of other is stuff. Is that that new one? That's the new one. On Amazon? No, Independence Day Resurgence is the sequel to Independence Day. Well,
1: yeah, I know that. But is that movie newer or
0: not? It's like two thousand sixteen, oh, I think. Never mind. Um, and then the other writer is Guy Busick, who wrote Ready or Not, and he did a couple episodes of Castle Rock in season two. Cool. So we've we've messed around with him before.
1: What happened to the second season of Castle Rock? Oh, that was the misery stuff.
0: Yep. Cool. The cinematography is by Brett Jet. Kiewitz, Jet Kiewitz, and um, he's doing some upcoming episodes in Stranger Things. Okay. And he shot The Black Phone, which comes out in okay. April, I think. This movie looked good. It did.
1: I was kind of curious. The I'm just curious the, the choice of this. E- everyone had a very big close-up. Yes. Throughout the movie, and I'm just curious why.
0: Well, I was thinking about that, and I was like... Because I th- part of it, I was like, we're a little closer than we're used to. So the faces look really big.
1: Well, okay, yeah.
0: So there was that. And I thought, maybe that's just it. But there's a scene early on when Dewey and Gail meet for the first time. and Ever? <laughs> and it keeps cutting. And there were, like, not really a shot with both of them in it. There yes. were stand-ins. And I was kind of like... I think it was COVID stuff. Well, hang on. Let me ramp here. <sighs> and so I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe they're... You know, they, not, they
1: can't even film They together. can't even
0: film together. But they shot this whole movie during COVID.
1: Do you think that's COVID related? I
0: think it is. Yeah. Okay. I think it's definitely okay. COVID related.
1: Because it wasn't sometimes when you do tight shots like that, it makes me think of like, we're really like learning about them. This is really intimate uh-huh. and personal. But it never it just felt a little too close.
0: Yeah. And I think that's probably a lot of cause you know, this is a lot of like, you know, you have a group of teenagers discussing who a, a potential killer uh-huh. is. And so they're probably like, hey, let's do one yeah, one shot of everybody, and then let's just do tights hmm. because that's safer.
1: Yeah, and you have to do it really tight Yeah, because you can't have that other person's shoulder.
0: And I kind of didn't even put that together until you said that. Oh. Um, because when I was reading that it was shot in COVID, I was like, this one, I mean, it's kind of strange to think that this was shot in COVID because it they did a good job hiding it. Yeah. But... Now that you mention it, I sort of notice it. Hmm.
1: Movie looked good, though.
0: It did look really good. Uh, Brian Tyler. Oh,
1: also at one point someone said, I think it was at the end of the movie, someone was talking about like 90s movies or like early 2000s. Yeah. I don't know if it was at the end. Is It was just at some point someone was just like, oh, those movies are terrible. No, it's at the beginning when she's on the phone. Oh, yeah. And just saying how like they're all so brightly lit. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're directly talking about the third movie.
0: I think well, and they're the talking third... about the first movie, well, like all this... the screens no, are know, really but bright. the Third
1: movie is like blinding you with sunlight. The whole yeah, it
0: looks movie. like it looks like it's a so sitcom. washed out.
1: It's so bad. Yeah, I just thought that was funny.
0: The fourth movie's really blown out too because they're shooting on uh digital. I think. Oh no, oh. we found out they were they shot on film, but there was like some weird thing. Listen to our Scream Four episode. We talk about that. But um, yeah, all these movies are really like overly lit. Yeah, this one was maybe the least. Yeah, lit. Um, but it was—it didn't get into that Netflix zone that we've talked about no. so many times where you just can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the music is by Brian Tyler, and he's done some Marvel movies and a bunch of Fast and Furious movies. So we've talked about him, slash we'll talk about him some hey. more. For what? Music. Okay. And, uh, okay, so the budget of the movie is $24 million. And as of now the movie's made a little over $35 million this weekend here in the U.S., dethroning Spider-Man, the first movie since Spider-Man came out to go number one, and worldwide it's at already at like $48 million. So it's already like made all its made money. made money. So that's freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to know that people are this excited about Scream, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um. So let's talk about this was made a little bit um if you remember when they made scream 4 the studios were ready to go with two more movies after that and kevin williamson was working on scripts and stuff but scream 4 did so poorly that they didn't do that okay um so instead they did two seasons of an mtv show oh i will
1: yeah that's right and is he part of that is he involved kevin williamson
0: oh i don't know okay Um, and then he who shall not be named, his company closes because he gets in a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. in 2017 and Spyglass Media gets the rights to scream. Okay. And we had a whole conversation, you and I, before the movie started, where we were like, ooh, who produced this movie? Because Dimensions is no longer a studio. And then also- Dimensions is not? I don't think so. I haven't seen it on anything in a long time. okay. I'm pretty sure it's not. And, um- and then also, uh, yeah, the He Who one. Shall Not Be Named studio is defunct as well. So, yeah. um, so Spyglass gets the rights. I think it's
1: important to know, and I don't know if you said this, uh-huh. that Kevin Williamson produced this movie. So, you didn't yeah. hear that he wrote it or anything, but he produced it. Yeah. And I just think that that's important.
0: Yeah, and, and for those who forgot, Kevin Williamson came up with Scream. Mm-hmm. He wrote 1, 2, and 4. And the third one is definitely the worst, and he had nothing to do with the third movie. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, he, his, his blessing is a good sign. Yes, um, but yeah, so that happens. Spyglass gets the rights, and they say, "Let's make a scream movie," and then they pretty much just get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, another thing about this series is famously, you know, Scream 2 leaks on the internet the script and they're yeah. rewriting the movie and all the t- every time they make a scream movie they're always afraid of leaks. The same way that like Marvel is. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it. Um and so they shot extra material
1: in case they needed to change the ending or something. I
0: think they just shot it to like throw people off and then they they also made like different scripts that were just around. Uh-huh. So that if someone got a hold of one
1: it might not be the right one. Might not
0: be the right one. So that's how they made Scream Twenty Twenty Two. Cool, Jordan acties. Okay, Actis. So we
1: have all of our usual suspects such as Nev, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. But some newcomers we have are Melissa Barrera, who plays Samantha. Sorry, hold on. Um, she is our main character. Uh, her her name is Sam Carpenter. Hmm. Carpenter oh. sounds like a nod yeah. to John Carpenter. Yeah, she's also in In the Heights, Vita, All the World Is Sleeping, and in a lot of um, Mexican movies and TV shows.
0: I, I looked at her either her Wikipedia or her IMDb, and I like couldn't see the person that I saw in the movie last. Her
1: night. IMDb pictures is just looks very different.
0: Like I, I, I just, just couldn't see the it's... same person. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm
1: sorry to hear it. Mm. Um, Jenna Ortega plays Tara, her sister. Uh, she is in The Babysitter Killer Queen, Iron Man 3, Elena of Avalor and You. And then Dylan Minnette. Uh, he pl- he plays a character named Wes. Mm. Mm. Sounds like another nod mm. um, to Wes Craven. Uh, he is in Prisoners. Woo! He is in Let Me In. Woo! One of my probably top Five favorite horror movies Woo! ever. Um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Woo! <laughs> Please stop. Okay. Um, Don't Breathe and 13 Reasons Why. And then we have Jack Quaid, the l- sunny boy of Dennis Quaid. Uh, he the is- sunny boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Hunger Games, The Boys, Logan Lucky, Star Trek, Lower Decks. Yeah. Um. He is... The same age as my sister, and that's weird, to me. And then Jasmine sovoy Brown plays one of the twins. She's the the recoil girl, person. She gets oh, the yeah. big monologue. Uh, she has also been for the people, leftovers, will love, and yellow jackets. I think I'm recognizing her from a lot of ads for yellow jackets. Okay. For me, um, because that's new. And then Sonya Amar, uh, isn't. Oh, I skipped someone.
0: No, Jordan. No, I haven't. Oh.
1: Sonya. Amar is in this movie, Jappaloop, Petite Biscuit, Drive Me Through the Night.
0: Petite Biscuit. New band name called it.
1: Yeah. And then Mikey Madison is also in Once Upon a Time. It Takes Three. Monster. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Okay. I'm sorry. A nostalgia and Liza Liza. And uh, I won't say it because it's a spoiler, technically uh
0: maybe don't say it at all. Okay,
1: it's just crazy what happens with her. That it, like I like threw my hands up and not in a bad way. I was just like they they what? They just did that? Uh-huh. Crazy.
0: We'll talk about it on the other hand. Oh, half.
1: I'll, I won't forget. And then Mason Gooding is the sunny boy of Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: Yeah, that's cr- so nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's younger he's- than us, which feels weird.
0: That's very weird. He's really good in this movie yes it
1: took me probably most of the way through the movie and it was just like a light bulb went off and i was like went on <laughs> and i was like oh that's cuba good Jr.'s son i just yeah. I, I heard it in that scene yeah and then i'm like oh he's in book smart <laughs> yeah so uh he's in book smart let it snow love victor electric easy picard ballers and the good doctor
0: ah such a good doctor is that whoa is that everybody are you putting the phone down yeah wow okay Um, so do we have anything else to say before we head to the spoiler section? No. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go get some popcorn. Right now? Yeah. I'm just going to pop some popcorn. You know, it's very scream to make some popcorn. So I'm just going to go make some popcorn. So I'll be right back. Just cover for me. Would you?
1: Okay. So annoying. He does this like almost every episode in the middle of it too.
2: Oh,
1: Hello. What's up? Who is this?
2: Is Micah there?
1: No, he's doing the whole popcorn thing. He, he went to go get some popcorn.
2: Well, he tells me that you really like movies.
1: Oh, he he probably would know that better than anyone.
2: And you also like podcasts?
1: Yeah, he he would know that better than anyone, too. Would you, would you like to play a game, Jordan? Well, if Micah knows anything about me, he knows I don't really like games. But, I mean, I'm waiting for this whole popcorn thing, so I guess if it's simple, easy, fast, we can just play a game.
2: Well, what if I told you that you have to play a game or else that popcorn Micah's making won't happen?
1: Oh. Why wouldn't it happen?
2: Because I'll cut him like a pig.
1: (laughs) Who is this?
2: Oh, it's just a friend of Micah's. (laughs)
1: Okay, let's play the game. I I guess to save his life or whatever.
2: Yes, to save his life. I'm gonna You sound familiar. I'm gonna start with an easy question for you, Jordan. It's so easy. Anyone could get it. It's about your favorite podcasts.
1: It's about your favorite movies. It's about film franchises. That sounds very familiar. I can't it's like can't think of the one well, am I supposed to say the name of it?
2: No, I haven't asked the question yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So here's the question. The Macaw Podcast Universe is a pop, kind of popular, it's sort of popular, it's, hopefully it'll get popular.
1: Well, I don't podcasts. know, Micah keeps leaving for popcorn.
2: And in that, in that show, they have a Patreon only show at patreon.com slash Micah Macaw.
1: Yeah, you're saying they, but it, it's us. You guys, me, and him. <laughs> what is <laughs> Just that? Just a little respect.
2: What is that Patreon show called, and what do they do?
1: You might be thinking of MPU the sequel, where we talk about uh, movies with only two entries. So, like, we've covered, like, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, et cetera, et cetera. Ding,
2: ding, ding. <laughs> you got that one right. I guess maybe Micah's going to be able to finish that two-minute-and-ten-second uh, uh, popcorn microwaving he's got.
1: Does he know you're here? I mean, should, should I let him know?
2: I don't know, but I can see you through the window and I can tell you're recording a podcast right now. So
1: predictable.
2: Question two. Okay. What will happen when the Patreon for Micah and Jordan <laughs> Thank reaches, you. reaches 50 patrons?
1: So, a fun little thing will happen where uh, we, we get to, when we get 50 patrons, uh, we get to go through the entire filmography of Pixar. And I forget what Micah titled it, I because for, I forget where Pixar is located, but it's we'll go over every Pixar movie. Does that include
2: the movies that don't have sequels that you haven't already covered on patreon.com hmm. slash Micah Macaw?
1: Pretty hard question. Yeah, I think so.
2: That was just question B, (laughs) part two. Okay. Final question, Jordan. Okay. Are you ready?
1: I think Micah's popcorn's almost done.
2: (laughs) I'm going to make this one really easy. It's multiple choice. How much does it cost to join the Patreon? A, Mm. $3. B, $5. Or C, $10.
1: Oh, what a feel! This feels like a trick question. There's no D, none of the above. Just A, B, or C. Hmm. Let's go with. I think it's five dollars. Wrong!
2: <laughs> You're wrong. It's all of the above. Now I'm gonna go kill Micah. Uh.
1: Well. Good luck, because I can hear the microwave. Oh, Micah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, Jordan
1: uh, Hey, you already ate all the popcorn?
0: Uh, No, I actually thought that it might be annoying to, to be on mic eating
1: It took you this many episodes to finally get to the point of knowing that it's annoying to eat popcorn on mic
0: Yeah, and by the way, someone was like banging on the door But I just, you know, set our security system and I just locked everything and I think it's fine
1: Oh, that's unusual, but I, I didn't hear it, I was on the phone with a friend
0: yeah, okay. I, I um, think
1: they sounded, they were very interested in the Patreon. I think that we might get a new patron soon.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this would be a great time to plug that, right?
1: Sure, yeah. Um. I I think he was a little misinformed, or maybe I misinformed him a little bit, but it, does, it doesn't matter what tier you sign up for, you can get podcast stuff on any of them. I'm just now remembering that.
0: Oh, interesting, okay. I kind of um, hope he calls wait. back.
1: So that I can tell them. Oh, so you
0: already talked. Okay, you talked about, let's just talk about the movie. Yeah. Let's just talk about the movie. So, um, now we're in the spoiler zone. Okay. The movie begins. And as all screen movies start, there is going to be a kill at the beginning of the movie. Now, there's this girl. It's Tessa. Tara. Tara, I mean. And she, of course, is texting. She's home alone. She's cooking something. I don't remember what. It
1: looks like Pasta.
0: Pasta. And she gets a phone call.
1: Love that th- all the stuff that was in the trailer, like 95% of it is this first part of the movie.
0: It's true. There was like very little. there was nothing why from the last scene, I don't know. What think. more
1: do they need to get people to get butts and seats?
0: Yeah. I Although don't... I do remember a shot of Sydney yeah. walking well, in no, the house. That's why I
1: say 95%. Yeah. Um Yeah. So she's texting her friend, trying to get her friend to come over, Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: Amber is the girl that's at the end, right? Uh huh. Okay. In
1: once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so she's trying to get her to come over and the phone is ringing with an unknown caller. Classic. She doesn't answer it at first, but then she answers it on the second time. And the person is asking for her mom.
0: Yeah. And he says something like, like we're in
1: group together,
0: we're in group together. And she's going, Oh, what group? And you, you, you know, as the listener, I mean, the viewer, you're like, you, you already know, of course, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, it's great. And he, then he says, you know, I hear, you know, your mom talks about how you really like
1: horror movies horror movies, and she's so proud that she's making a horror movie fan out of you. I, I like that touch. It, it breaks yeah. down barriers. She's like, she really is. Yeah. Yeah, and then he asks what her favorite scary movie is. And this And this is like, rolls. okay guys, let's go. She says Boba Duke. Yeah. Which is a really good horror movie. Yeah. Um and she the, the person's kind of like, Boba Duke? Really? What is that movie even about? And she's talking about how it's it's just a perfectly uh, emotional nuanced movie about grief and motherhood. Yeah. Which it makes me want to watch the movie again because it's only been one time for me. Yeah. Um. And he's just saying, like, come on, horror movie." But basic- you like
0: the stab movies?
1: Yeah, don't you like the stab movies? And she's like, oh, those are so cheesy.
0: And they're slashers and they suck. I like elevated horror, Elevated she says. horror. Okay, so right off the bat, it's like.
1: Right off the bat, the, whatever money we paid to get it. this movie is worth it.
0: Because we've talked a lot on this podcast how there is this trend right now where it's like, oh, Midsommar and Hereditary are good, but Insidious is bad, or you know things like that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, but the movies that like it Insidious has to is an be interesting
1: comparison for
0: me. Well, I was just thinking of a Blumhouse movie. Oh, okay. Like Blumhouse movies are bad. A twenty-four horror movies are good.
1: That's okay. That's kind
0: of okay. the breakdown. Is
1: that uh, Robert Eggers? A twenty-four. He is. Okay.
0: So it's like it has to be about. It can't just be a guy in a killer mask that's running around killing babysitters. Yes. It can't be that because that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, it, can't, it, it can't be Fear Street.
1: It doesn't scare people anymore.
0: Yeah. So, um, I you love that to, they have tap into this. to have an this. existential
1: crisis these days to watch a horror movie and... Instead of just laughing and screaming, watching a horror movie because you're having fun and the adrenaline is so high. No, today you got to have an existential crisis that leaves someone like me bawling my eyes out and can't finish a movie.
0: Yes. And, you know, throughout time, horror has always been a look down upon genre. Mm -hmm. Even in literary, you know, like Stephen King, many people wouldn't consider him great because of what he writes. Yeah. I think more people would now, and oh, I and think I that's think that's changed. But yeah, I think with horror, there's enough people that grew up on horror that are now influential film writers.
1: Yeah, this is what I. The
0: tide has ch- changed a little bit.
1: Yes. So a big thing that I've learned this year, so on Facebook, I'm in a lot of horror groups, especially horror writers. Um, and when the Halloween Halloween Kills came out, it was only people talking about how excited they were to see the movie. Uh, yeah, I think I heard that the movie is pretty good. But I only heard it from people because I don't know anyone else who's seen it. But just seeing what people posted, it's just like I don't. I think the movie could have been terrible, and these people still would have loved it. Yeah, and that's just I love that. And when Scream came out, all I saw in those groups were just people being so excited and saying how great the movie is. It is great outside of those things, but it's like some some horror franchises will always sell tickets. Yep, because there's like people will cannot get enough of it. Exactly of that care of Michael Myers,
0: and and in a lot of ways, it's fun that we are covering them because, like, co- starting to cover more horror series because in a lot of ways, like, horrors are kind of the first franchises, you know, all the way back yeah. to the Universal monsters, yeah. You know, so there's something about horror where you can do it over and over again, but this is talking about elevated horror, and I love that already. Me too. I'm and hooked I, already.
1: I will say, I I do like. The elevated horror that has come out in the last couple of years, it is good stuff. Well, I, but I, it is it is like refreshing to watch a scream movie.
0: Yeah, well, and I I I like this more than some of those elevated horror movies. Yeah, and and I I like what Jordan Peele said though, because people kept calling Get Out elevated horror. Yeah, or maybe Us, and he was like, I don't agree with that. I made a horror movie because I like horror movies. I didn't make. Like, I didn't set out to make something elevated. I just made a movie. What's so don't call about, it elevated horror.
1: What's funny about that is, so we're talking thinking of elevate, elevated horror, and to me, it's like, I guess Get Out is, could be under that category. You could argue with it very easily because of the social themes are so yeah profound. But it's also just like a crazy, weird movie. Right. That is scary, and the adrenaline is crazy in that movie. So I, I can see both arguments. Yeah. for his stuff. But yeah, he he's asking her about the stab movies, but she's just like that's not good horror anymore. Yeah. We, we need the the thought provoking stuff. And um he he's just trying to convince her how much better like stab movies are. Uh-huh. And then he asks if she wants to play a game.
0: Yeah. And this is when he asks about the stab movies. Yes. And
1: well, she does hang up at a point.
0: Yeah, hangs up and then he calls back, and he keeps well, calling. She's like
1: on her phone texting Amber about right. this, and her phone's ringing, and the the it says you. Her Amber texts her and says you should pick that up. Yeah, which is like ooh, which wasn't the trailer, but it's still like ooh tension. She picks and it up, and we're
0: tapping into texting, which is cool. How they're mm-hmm. dealing with the texting stuff in this movie because they text a lot in this movie. They do, and it totally works. Yeah, they they transferred it because texting in movies is sometimes the worst. Yes, but it really works. They didn't in this. do it too
1: much opinion. Uh so she answers the phone again it's the guy. He is no longer mr nice guy. Uh-huh. Uh he is saying that they have to play a game. He sends her a video link to her phone and it's a video of Amber and he will kill her if he she doesn't play this game. Yeah. Which is like crap we've been here before. She, right. This this girl's dead. She's just dead.
0: Yeah. Cuz it's always that third question's always a trick question somehow. Yes. And so He's asking her questions, and I, I, What's I also the first question. I don't remember what the questions. Well, one of are. them
1: was who plays. Um,
0: that was the second question.
1: I know, I know, I know. It's just funny that they still had like she's looking up the actors.
0: Well, okay, that's what ha- I was gonna oh, say. Okay, okay. I, I I really liked how she she gets the first question right. It takes her a second. Oh, it's who's the main who's the main character? She says yeah. Sidney Prescott. Yeah. Then gets to the question two, and she's starting to get hysterical. Yeah. And then she goes, "Who plays?" Um, whatever the Hallie, the the first person to get killed in the Stab movies. Yes. And then um, what's cool is with <laughs> within this franchise, they have shot the Stab movies, which are based on the Scream movies that these movies are fictionally about. And so in Scream 2, they're showing Stab 1 and they're doing the, um, oh my gosh, what is that actress's name in Scream?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: No, no, the real one the, in Scream. The first person, Mev Drew Campbell? Barrymore. Oh, okay. They're doing Drew Barrymore, and yeah. it's played by Heather Graham. Yeah. And then the killer says, "Who plays that in in stab?" And then she pulls out her phone and she starts looking through the cast, and it is the cast that was in uh, the Corey stab Spelling, movie.
1: Luke Wilson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I thought that was cool because I'm like, why didn't she just pull out her phone? He wouldn't know. Yeah. And then when she did it, I which was like, which I think pe- nice. people are
1: thinking about that. Nice. So she gets the answer right, and then the third question was a trick question. Yeah. Oh, she he asked, who were the killers in the first movie? Yeah. And she said, uh, she's like, oh, crap, I remember. It's uh, Billy Loomis, played by Luke Wilson. Yeah. Like, I got you. And, of course, trick question, because Stu was also a killer.
0: Yes. And so then... Uh, Ghostface breaks in.
1: Well, they do the whole security thing on the phone. Yeah. Which I remember seeing the trailer for the first time. I was like, crap, they're doing that. That is so scary to me. Because when self locking, like security things came into play in our reality, and you have like an app to lock all your doors, it's just like, who, someone's going to hack that at some point, right? And like unlock everyone's doors and just come in and rob them. Yeah. So they're playing with that, which was very scary. And he calls her again and says, how much you want to bet, like, I got inside when the doors were unlocked. Yeah. And then he's there. She's running away from him. He gets her. She's bleeding. He breaks her leg. Ugh. She's crawling away. Right before that, though, she does press a button to call the police. Yeah. But it's like they're too late. Like the title card drops and it's like, we know she's dead.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's the old title card. Yeah. But what? So, a couple of things about that scene that are cool is, um, when it was going, I was like, this girl's doing like really good. Yeah, she's really good. And I was kind of thinking like it it's almost too good of a performance for someone that I don't know who they are, like like yeah. um Drew Barrymore, yeah, um, where that one's like, it's good that you know who it is, and she's doing so good. And then when she kill is killed, it's really surprising. Yeah. this one's like, this girl's so good. like it almost sucks that she's gonna be the first person to get killed because she's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And then kind of a little twist on the screen. She does not die.
1: No. So it cuts to after some title cards and stuff. Yeah. Uh, We're in Modesto, California. And this girl, Sam, gets a call at work that her sister's been attacked and she's in the hospital. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like, oh my gosh, she didn't die. Is anyone going to die in this movie? And we're already like, you know, six minutes in. I didn't think that. Well, I didn't really think that either. But it's just like crazy that someone made it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like to... Be that stabbed. She <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> stabbed a lot. And oh oh yeah.
0: And another thing, I, I might reference our Scream 4 episode a lot, but our our guest Tom Lorenzo, uh, on that episode, I remember him saying, like, Scream 4 is just mean. Like the kills are yeah. so mean and yeah. just like intense. And he liked that about the movie, and I do too. And this movie was like meaner. Yeah. Like the kills are brutal. They in this. are.
1: They really are.
0: They're finally not having to worry about the MPAA. <laughs>
1: yeah. I noticed, too, that um, in some of the killings uh, that Ghostface was wearing that costume. Like, when you buy that certain costume, mm-hmm. the, like, hood or the thing that covers them, the black hood. Cloak, yeah. It's, like, I, I it's a cheap fabric. Yeah. And it's, like, sparkly. And yeah. it was sparkly in the movie, like how it would be if you bought it at Target. It's so cool. It's just like, that, that's just a, such an interesting touch. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it.
0: Yeah. So then Sam is with her boyfriend, Jack Quaid. Uh, what's his Richie. name? Richie.
1: And he looks so much like his dad. It's crazy
0: to me. Really? I can't see it.
1: Especially when he smiles. It's like, I can't see it at all. It's like, that is Dennis Quaid. That's crazy.
0: You can't see it at all? I can't see it. I need to see like pictures beside each yeah, other. I can't. I can't you should see it.
1: Totally, look that up. Um, he's really good in this movie. He, so I, ha- I haven't seen him in anything because I don't watch The Boys. And what was the other thing I said he was in? I don't even remember. I just haven't seen him in anything yet, besides his appearances on Comedy Bang Bang.
0: Yeah, but he—he's uh, very funny in Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Um, and I'm the the cast of this movie is crazy good. Yeah, it's like they're mostly new to me. Um. And they're all, like, so locked in. The only person I was a little lax on was the girl with the crazy hair. Yeah. But I think that's who she's supposed to be.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: So you're kind of, like, put off by her anyway.
1: She's the boring one.
0: Yeah. I mean, they say that. Yeah. So So they she head needs, to the hospital. She
1: needs to go to Woodsboro. He goes with her. It's yeah. so romantic. Uh. So, and, and it's interesting because you're a little... There's some history here you learn right off the bat of like, uh-huh. oh, she hasn't seen her sister. This person, I didn't know they were sisters at first. So it's like, she hasn't talked to this person in a long time. Why? You find out they're sisters. Oh, what's what's the history? What's going on? Yeah. And we did see when we were introduced to her character that she takes some kind of medication that we don't know what it is. And yeah. when she goes to the hospital, Tara is surrounded by her friends. Um. And Amber is very protective over Tara because she knows the history between these sisters. So you find out that like Sam is the older sister and ran away when their father left. So many years ago and left her sister alone in this all this trauma. Yeah. Um but she's here now and she's here to take care of her sister.
0: Yeah. And um what's so they do a couple of nice red herrings in the movie. Yeah. One of them being um That the mom is never in the movie Yes And toward the end of the movie I was like It'd be sort of lame If it was the mom Because she literally Hasn't been in the movie But maybe it's the mom Yeah And then The whole Billy Loomis thing It does have an actual Emotional payoff But Because we find out That Sam Is like the The daughter Like illegitimate daughter Of Billy Loomis And when she found that out She ran away from home
1: Guys Skeet is in this movie Skeet's in the movie crap i was so excited to see him in this movie and i had no idea
0: i had no idea oh my gosh
1: and then i was just like matthew lillard matthew lillard's in this movie now yeah and he wasn't which is a bummer but that's i mean the story didn't call for it
0: but so so that almost that felt like almost like a red herring until until it had the like emotional climax Mm -hmm. of her just like stabbing like crazy Mm -hmm. But, okay. but he's, he's
1: like, throughout kind of telling her, like, this is what you need to do. You need to yeah. be like this. You blah, need blah, to, blah, like, blah. be a killer. Yeah.
0: And, okay, so one, this, and this is rare for me to say, folks, but this is a good instance of de-aging. Skeet Ulrich looked like Billy Loomis still, and the de-aging worked, and I think it worked because he was a halluci- uh, She was hallucinating him. What is that called? He was a hallucination. Yeah. So there's kind of a sheen. It looks a little unnatural, and but he's not real.
1: And he's wearing the clothes that he was killed in. Yeah. So you're just thinking about that, like you're noticing those things, I think, rather than he's just. He's a like, ghost. Yeah. You
0: know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so they're doing a classic thing that re- Requels do, mm-hmm. where, you know, Force Awakens, here's a bunch of new characters. And then also, remember Han Solo? Remember Darth Vader's mask? Remember Luke? Like, we're going to show all of these characters. And so Billy Loomis is another one where it's like, if they don't pay that off right, then that's just dumb fan service.
1: Yes. Because it's like, we already have Nev, Courtney Cox, and
0: David Arquette. David
1: Arquette, which I know they're in all of them, but it's like, we don't need anyone else.
0: Right. So
1: it's, I mean, seriously, it's like Spider-Man. that they, they put Andrew Garfield... And Tommy McGuire in the movie, and they did something with them. Yeah. They didn't just have him in there because they know we would all poop our pants over it. They like had something to do. Same with Skeet, like he had something to do. Right. It was just so good. And I was just like, please read more of the movie.
0: <laughs> but it, it was a little surprising yeah. to walk out and be like, that was actually satisfactory because that could have been really obligatory. So
1: easily terrible. So
0: easily. So easily. So he just pops up every once in a while and kind of is like, become your destiny. This yeah. is what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so we meet their group of friends at the hospital, like we said.
1: So Wes Dylan Minnette, yes, is like the ran- Well, no, 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 he's no, not. he's not. But he he's like the. So he's find out, Judy's
0: daughter, uh, find, son.
1: Yeah, find out that he is the the now sheriff, uh, from the third movie, fourth, fourth movie. Um, her son.
0: Oh wait, I think she might be in the third too.
1: No, I think it's the fourth.
0: Yeah, I think maybe it's just the fourth.
1: And he is very um distrustful of everyone. Assume everyone's the killer. He is so prepared. Like everyone needs to be carrying tasers and pepper spray.
0: Uh
1: Uh-huh. Um, and then Mason Gooding is just like your jock. He has this girlfriend that I forget her name. And they are but what's what's funny is like they haven't had sex and they say that. Uh and it's like at one point in the movie it's like, I think we're both ready. And he's like, um I just feel like it's not a good idea because you could be you could kill me.
0: Yeah, well, and which I just remembered, he knows the rule that if you have sex, you can get killed. Mm -hmm. So he's like, there's two reasons not to have sex with you (laughs) right now.
1: Funny, nice touch. Yeah, and then um, his sister, I forget her name right now. She's
0: the Randy, like the true Randy, Randy. and she's so so good in this movie. Mindy, Mindy,
1: she's the Randy, Um, and then Amber is. aloof, I would say, and very protective over Tara. So this is so since this is the spoiler free section.
0: No, spoiler filled.
1: Oh sorry. Since this is a spoiler filled section. Yeah. So what's fun about a screen movie, uh, past the first one, I uh-huh. think, is it doesn't really matter if you guess if it's the person or not. It's just more fun to go on the ride. Yeah. Because it's just like it's not who, it's why this is happening for me. Okay. That's what I want to know. Um so but I will say when I saw when she's in this movie and to see what kind of character she's playing. And because of once upon a time in Hollywood, that's the only other thing I've seen her in
0: Amber you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, she could be it because of what I've seen that what she can do. Uh-huh. That's why I thought that. And not only was it, is she one of them? She is it to the nth degree to where she, they kill her just like they do. in once upon a time in Hollywood yeah. and it broke something on her face and then light her on fire. Mind. It was crazy. Yeah, but I had I had like a stinking suspicion, but it wasn't like the whole movie. I'm like, could be this person, now could be this person.
0: See, I was because it's a scream movie. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and see what I can do here. Yeah, and I had no idea the whole movie, <laughs> and then and then once it got to the reveal, like the scene before it reveals that it's Amber. Someone said like, oh, well Amber's upstairs with um Tara, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh. I was thinking it was her, but it can't be because she was upstairs with Tara. Well,
1: at that point, I thought Tara was also in on it for and then, getting back at her sister for never because that's a motive for never confiding in her and the truth about herself.
0: Yeah, but then like one scene later, it's like nope, it was it was her. And then I I actually thought that th- they played it so well that Richie is like he's almost too obvious. Yes. that I, that I never thought he was the killer. I think me
1: too. And I actually thought that there could be a third one this time. Yeah. Because why not? Right. You've done two for so long. Yeah. Um, And then I was—I forgot I was going to say something else. I, so I liked... So in the hospital, meets her friends, talks to her sister. Her sister is like, I don't want anything to do with you. Or she's just really cold towards her. She goes, um, has a break, Yeah, has a minute, talks to her dead dad, and ghost face attacks her. Yeah. And she barely makes it out alive. This is kind of a funny thing that they do in all these movies, and in just a lot of movies in general, that always just are funny, uh-huh. is... She's like, I was just, he was just there. I just almost got killed. He's there. He's there. He's there. And the police officer runs into that break room, sees the other open door that Ghostface clearly ran through and does not pursue.
2: Yeah. 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 And
1: it happens again in this movie. And it's just funny. Cause it's, that's just, that would never happen.
0: Well, okay. Can I jump ahead and tell you something yeah. that I thought in this movie? Yeah. I think, okay. The ending was absolutely magnificent and brilliant. And that was the best part of the movie. But the scene where Wes is at home by himself, mm-hmm. and his mother's been killed, mm-hmm. I think is one of the best horror scenes mm-hmm. that's been shot in, like, funny. 20 years. It was
1: funny. It was funny. They were really toying with us.
0: Yeah, because, so they basically, what they did if you if you decided to brave this without, uh, and go spoiler filled, his mother gets killed outside of the house, and he's taking a shower. Mm-hmm. And then Ghostface is going to come in and kill him. And he goes downstairs... And I think they did it five, maybe six or seven times where he, he set up the shot that they set up the shot so that he walked in a certain way would like open up the refrigerator. And then they did the thing where the violins are like, and he would close the fridge and nothing's there. Mm -hmm. So they did that once. Then he walked to like the pantry, did it again. Then he went back to the the, fridge.
1: His bedroom door.
0: I mean, I think they did it five or six times. And that was the most I heard out of the audience because people started chuckling.
1: Yeah, it at was that funny. Scene.
0: And then it finally attacks him. And I thought, like, what a smart way to, like, make fun of that that trope that, but, but that is still, so... they are
1: still ratcheting up tension the whole time. They,
0: they are, they Even are. Even if
1: nothing happened, you just feel a pit in your stomach.
0: Yeah. but it, And it also is all kind of upended because they've already killed his mom. So it's, like, it's it's already, like, tense...
1: Well, that's what i was wondering it's so good with that scene this so good. Just, before he got home it's like oh she's totally gonna get killed i can't believe they're killing her uh-huh. um even though it's it doesn't really matter and then um she it's like oh she's going to pick up the sushi i guess she's not getting killed i guess it's her son which is right. kind of crazy um and then she does get murdered in broad daylight in front of her house <laughs> crazy and then her son just gets murdered too so both of them both of them right die. yeah it's just like oh Okay, but she. So I. This movie has it's. I. I. You don't call it retconning because it's not. But it just has like convenient storytelling that moves the story forward, which is the whole Billy Loomis thing. And I just think it's well written. Uh huh. As we said before, even with the introduction of her hallucinating, uh, Billy Loomis, I think they do a great job. And then they kind of take care of it all quickly with her sister in the first act. Uh-huh. Instead of waiting until like the end of act two to yeah. tell her sister what happened. And she's like, found her mom's diaries when she was young, read them, found out that her mom was in love with Billy Loomis and he impregnated her. And then she's like, holy crap, my dad's a serial killer. And that's why I ran away. And it's like, wow, we just really took that all, took care of it all in a scene. Yeah. That felt good. Yeah. And it did feel cathartic. Uh
0: huh. So one thing that we skipped over cause I jumped way ahead was that they, all the friends discussed stuff a little bit at like a bar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And while they're there there's this guy that used to who was he used he, to like, date hooked
1: up with one of the girls.
0: Yeah. And he's just a total like red herring. Why? Well, cuz they show him they they he shows up and it's like, "Oh, maybe this is the guy." He looks pretty sketchy. And then like the next <laughs> scene he's in, he gets murdered.
1: Yeah, I thought that was kind of and thinking back on it, I don't really get why he was in the movie.
0: Well, he was a red herring. But I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. So um, kind of the only, like, maybe truly useless of of the, the yes. sequences. But it was funny, though, because they did. Sh- so he pees outside, like mm-hmm. on a wall, and then lights hit him, and he turns around. And that shot is in the trailer of him mm-hmm. turning around. And I just never imagined that he was peeing. And so
1: oh, okay. yeah. w- when
0: the movie was going, I was like,
1: oh. You know I- what? I bet, I bet that they did not want you to think that he was peeing. And they, that's why you didn't think that.
0: They probably didn't want us to think that. Yeah. That would be such a huge spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so but he's killed.
1: He's killed. Um,
0: And then that's when there's the hospital attack.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then. Tara tells Sam, Sam to leave. She does not want, because she tells her everything. And
0: yeah. then she's like,
1: I can't, I'm done. Get out. I can't believe you wouldn't yeah. tell me this.
0: I forgot that, yeah, all that Billy Loomis explanation is right at the beginning of the movie, pretty yeah,
1: much. Yeah, it's good. So she leaves and is like, we need to talk to an expert on what's yeah. happening yeah. if we need to survive. And I like, throughout the movie, she's explaining the town of Woodsboro to Richie, her boyfriend, and explaining these stab movies. And he's like, I've never I never watched those. Should I watch them? And uh-huh. at one point, he's watching it on his phone in the, hotel, in the hospital. And he's like, I just feel like I... To do my homework, yeah, it's just very funny,
0: yeah, and th- and there, those some little seeds, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's just faking all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just can't wait to talk about the message board stuff. So they show up to a trailer, and it's Dewey, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, he says, Give me one reason why I should let you in the house. He's d- like an alcoholic. You can tell he's not with Gail. He's watching he her on the her news. Every morning
1: she's like she has a morning show.
0: Yeah. In which she says, and yeah, I, yeah. I had I had to tell you because I, I was like, I did you hear it. that? And she missed it. In the morning show, the camera's panning away, and you hear Gail say, If I ever get bangs again, someone stage an intervention. And as we recall, I think it's scream three. Yeah. Might be two, actually.
1: It might be two.
0: She has bangs. She has the worst bangs ever. And they look so bad. So that but, felt good. What, what's interesting is, so all of these requels, I, I've always looked at them as reboots, but I've never actually heard that term requel until watching this movie. Well, but maybe I,
1: they're taking it.
0: Yeah, I like it, I like it. But where, where you, you take a beloved franchise and then you kind of reset it and mm-hmm. restart it. That's why I always thought it was a reboot. Um, but you like keep the canon. Yes. So, in this movie, they're doing all those little tropes that these movies do where they're like, hey, let's correct that thing that fans don't like. So, mm-hmm. the the bangs, they're bad. Let's mention it so that fans go, oh, they like we did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, that's kind of silly. And it's just mm-hmm. like, why are you spending time with bangs? I, I think because this movie is what it is and it's saying what it's saying about these types of movies, it gets away with it. Yeah. That's what I meant earlier by it, the movie bakes a cake and it can eat it, too. Yeah. So, anyway, so dude. they
1: she says everything that's going on. Ghostface tried killing her sister. Does she tell him that she's the daughter of Billy Loomis?
0: I think that's how she gets in. I think so. She's like, I'm his daughter. And he
1: boy, just like he opens the door and he's like, that this shouldn't be like I shouldn't let you in for what you just told me because of how involved he's been uh-huh. with all of it. But um, what's funny is so they get inside and they all sit down and he does most of the talking. Yeah, because he's like, this is what you need to do,
0: right? I love this. Yeah, and he basically says like, you should look at rich, Richie, because oh, I think he's
1: like, how long have you guys been dating? Six months. He's a suspect.
0: Yeah, he could be the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always It can always be the love interest, and so he's your number one guy. And and he has that thing where he's like, there's a couple of rules you're gonna need to do, mm-hmm. and he starts going through some of the rules, and um, I love all of that, um. Then what he he
1: he's no longer part of the he's no longer a deputy or a sheriff. Um he's retired and he is unwilling to help them. So he gives them some bit of information and helpful tips and sends them on their way.
0: And And then he calls Sydney.
1: Yes, he calls Sydney. She has kids now. Yeah. Crazy. And tells her that Ghostface is back.
0: She looks great. She oh
1: come on. She looks great.
0: Nev Campbell looks great.
1: And he says, Do you have a gun? And she says, Come on, Dewey. I'm I'm Sidney Effing Prescott. Of course I have a gun or know yeah. how to shoot a gun or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and then he texts Gail. He says, He texts her and says, Ghostface is back, don't come here. (laughs) Yeah. And then he almost says something I'm assuming like, I still love you.
0: Yeah, he writes, I still, and then he deletes it. Good use of texting again. Yeah. They're tapping into that. Yeah. Again, this is stuff that they were trying to tap into in the last movie, and they just, there wasn't quite enough time yet.
1: I think so. I think so. So um, Sam and Richie go to Tara's friend's house. Yeah. uh, Because there's like a meeting has been called. And Dewey also shows up. So it's like, he is going to help. Yay! Yeah. And so they're all in there. And Mindy has a huge, long monologue about all what's going on.
0: Yeah. So this is when she explains that, like, nowadays, when you make a movie, you can't just pretend that the past didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Fans don't like that. But you also can't like stray too far away from the formula Mm -hmm. and she goes halloween you can't have halloween without jamie lee curtis so you also have to have legacy characters and she's using all this terminology that we've heard in all of the countless podcasts and youtube videos and all that stuff so she's like dewey's here we now have a legacy character this is a requel this is not a sequel and right here i'm like okay this is why the movie's called scream and not scream five
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. That. Th- what did they say specifically? It's like you can't... It's not technically a sequel, so you can't name it something different. And it's not technically a reboot at the same time. But it is like a rebranding of the same thing. Yeah. Therefore, you can make it the same title.
0: Yeah. And there. And, yeah. there's a great... Um, oh, I forgot which movie they said it was. It was like
1: Stab 5 or Stab 8 or something. And they were like, oh, the one directed by the guy who did Knives Out?
0: Which... Is Oh, I th- I think they did say Stab 8 because he directed Star Wars Episode 8.
1: Oh, uh, but didn't everyone hate Stab 8?
0: That's the thing. Okay. Because, so this is what I w- w- was great, is they they said the Star Wars thing without saying it specifically. They said it's directed by the guy who did the, which I, out. I need to look up on Twitter or something if he said anything. Because I bet he was just tickled pink that they yeah. said, mentioned him. Because, you know, Last Jedi comes out. And critics are like this rules and it's it's like breaking new ground. And fans, for the most part, of course, there's uh, uh, exceptions, but fans are like this movie sucks. It spits on Star Wars, even though it doesn't. And they're like this is the worst. Those are the simplified Mm -hmm. things. So they're saying like oh yeah he made stab eight Star Wars eight, and people are like oh this is too far outside of what we know as stab.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also just fun to say that he's the guy that didn't that didn't knives out because that's a whole whodunit, and this movie's a right. whodunit.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah. fun too. Yeah,
1: but later on, I think it's Richie's watching some stuff about stab eight. Yeah, And it's like a a YouTube video about why it completely departs from what it is and should be. And it's just crapping on the whole series. And you're you're seeing footage from the movie and Ghostface has like a chainsaw. He almost feels like he's mystical or something in some way. It's really funny.
0: Well, and when that scene happened, when he's watching the YouTube video, I was like, oh crap, we're doing a podcast on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because this movie is throwing shade at like... Like amateur film critics and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and film critics in general. They've always kind of pushed at that. But it's it's just sort of funny, this this idea of fan culture and this movie's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Just like Matrix is, but a little bit different in mm-hmm. this one. I just we have these two movies in one calendar, like four weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a time to be alive for movies.
1: <laughs> so she goes through this whole monologue to essentially everyone being like, okay, then who who's the killer? Yeah. And she says it's Sam because uh-huh. she has the biggest motive for all of her reasons. A big one was her biggest motive of Billy was her dad. Uh-huh. That's enough. Yeah. And of course, I think Sam gets really upset and leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember what happens What right after that.
0: Uh, let me see here. Oh, I missed this. Um, As they attempt to uncover the connection between the killer and Sam, Vince is revealed to be Stu's nephew, and Vince is the guy who got killed after peeing. Oh. Didn't catch that. Also,
1: Mindy and Mason Gooding, I can't remember that guy's name, their uncle is Randy. So for Mindy to be the Randy of the movie, fun.
0: Yeah, very fun. Um, And then we have Ghostface attacks Judy and Wes, which we actually already talked about. And then um, at the hospital, Tara and Richie are attacked by Ghostface, who is stopped by Dewey and Sam, who arrive. Oh yes, at the hospital. So this scene. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, go so ahead. So this scene, the Tara like gets a feeling, and she's like, "I got to get out of my hospital room because no one's here."
1: And then the the power gets shut off.
0: The police went to Judy's house.
1: At the security, she when she gets into the hallway, the security officer is dead. He's dead. And, and this is very Halloween too.
0: Very Halloween too. And her acting in the scene hurts so mm-hmm. bad. She did so good. She's trying to uh use her wheelchair and her hands are cut up and stuff and she's There's like There's blood on one of the wheels. Uh, it's good touch. And she's like she's flinching every time and she's letting out a sound like but she can't even help it. Yeah. And the way this actor is doing it It's kind of blowing my mind because I'm looking at it going, there's no way that she can't make sound. That's how much pain she's in. Yeah. She did so good. Yeah, she did. Unbelievable. Ghostface comes out, attacks her, or she, I don't know.
1: Well, Richie shows up and Richie gets sliced in in the arm.
0: That's when I thought, oh, it's not Richie. (laughs)
1: Of course. Well, that's what happened in Scream 2. Yeah. Her Uh, boyfriend went after him and he got hurt and everyone thought it was him. Yeah. Um, but Richie tries helping, he gets hurt, so he can't really help, and then, um, Sam is calling him, Ghostface gets his phone, and is like, I'm gonna give you a choice, either Richie or Tara. You get to choose which one lives, which one dies, and she can't decide, and she's, her and Dewey are racing to the hospital, and he's making her feel terrible for not being able to decide to save her dying sister, you know, her sister, all this stuff. Uh-huh. And then she's like, well, maybe I'm just trying to stall you. And the elevator doors open and Doobie is coming in, guns blazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I did forget to mention, the first time we see him with his gun, they play his his like old theme. That's the like Hans Zimmer thing that we talked about in Scream 2, but where it's like down Oh, okay. You know, like the western yeah. sound. So that was fun. Yeah. So he shoots Ghostface after they struggle and stuff for a while, and he gets him. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing as the audience, and I think the person next to me was doing this, (laughs) is you're like, oh, take off the mask, take off the mask, take off the mask, take off the mask. And then he takes him to the hospital, and you're like, come on, Dewey, you're a little smarter than this. I mean, the elevator. Takes him to the elevator, and then he goes, wait, you gotta shoot him in the head, or they'd never die. So he goes up, he's about to shoot him in the head, and then his phone goes off. It's Gale, mm-hmm. who we didn't talk about the meeting. We'll do that after we're done with this. Um, and that distracts him. Ghostface
1: wakes up. He's and wearing you see a he bulletproof vest. vest. Yeah. Um, stabs him in the stomach. And the back.
0: Stabs him in the back. And
1: drags the knives up his body. Because when they fir- he first gets stabbed, even front and back, I was like, that's okay. He's come out of worse. Yeah. <laughs> he has nerve damage from this Ghostface. And then he starts dragging the knives up him. And I'm like, oh, crap. He's dead.
0: And then you have Dolly shot wide as it's pulling out as you're just seeing dead Dewey and Ghostface standing mm-hmm. over him. And they're giving you the hero shot of, of like, he's a fallen hero now.
1: Mm-hmm. Gail, and it's
0: pretty final you know what oh, I mean there's no there's like no question. he's gonna show they up see, at the end he's
1: coming out in a body bag and Gail is having her reaction to it yeah so Gail does of course end up coming to Woodsboro because she's got a story to tell uh-huh. and that's always the thing with her and Dewey is they always have a contention of like well of course you're here just to get your story uh-huh. when I you know he's scared for her and doesn't want her near here right um but she's gonna come anyway um and we find out that Dewey left her. Which was crazy. Yeah. So she got... She's like, you had your moment. It was my turn. And she got this, you know, like, Good Morning America type of show in New York. And he lasted two months and left in the middle of the night because he couldn't handle it. Because he's a Woodsboro boy. Yeah. And it's just sad because they never got to reconcile after that talk.
0: Yeah. But it did feel... No, it felt Sort of nice. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. it It felt nice. You could see that they still cared for each other and loved each other. Yeah. But it is... Not completely reconciled before he dies,
0: and and Sydney had no plans to come. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But then she hears that Dewey's dead. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Okay, I gotta go." Yeah. So, I I mean, are we already there? Are we already toward like where she this picks movie, him up in the car? This
1: movie clips along at a good pace.
0: It really does under two hours. Mm-hmm. Any most good horror movies are under two. I shouldn't say any. I mean, The Shining's way over two um
1: but that's elevated horror (laughs) um so yeah sydney shows up she's trying to help sam so sam and her sister and richie are getting out of town yeah
0: they're They're like we're gonna do the one thing they never do we're just getting out of here
1: and sydney's like i can help you and sam's like i don't even want to talk to you like i don't want to see you near me which because if i see you i'm dead yeah um which is not that illogical Mm. so she's trying to get her to stay it's not working but Sydney has enough time to put a tracker on her car, so her and Gail can follow. Uh-huh. Love the team up of Sydney and Gail.
0: Yeah, and they I mean, have
1: not super long, but
0: they have some nice like banter that's very like heartwarming that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love just so that I don't forget how they just like cold blooded murder the bad guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they they're justified in their actions, but but they didn't try and do like a Han shot first, you know, or or Greedo yeah. shot kind of thing. It's just like they're like, no, no, we know that it's death or nothing with yeah. these guys. Yeah. And they're just like totally badass, both mm-hmm. of them. Yes. So, um, uh, Rich and Tara, Tara and, and Sam are on their way out. And...
1: Tara can't find her inhaler. Can't
0: find her inhaler.
1: There's an extra one at Amber's house. So they just gotta stop real quick.
0: So they head over to Amber's house.
1: There's a rager going on.
0: And where did you realize it was the same house or no
1: um no not right away i mean probably not until the big reveal which i was just like how could i forget though because i think this is in the trailer like yeah why wouldn't this be the house yeah did you know
0: i i just thought like oh they're doing an homage
1: the entire layout well because of how it was decorated the layout was so different To, to me and they shot they didn't want you to really know yeah so
0: I just thought yeah. like, oh, this feels like the first house. It's a party again. Mm-hmm. Like they're just giving you that feeling. Yeah. Um, but we will find out it is the actual house from Scream One. Mm-hmm. Cake and eating it too, man. Mm-hmm. So.
1: So they're they're celebrating um, the death of Wes. I think. Yeah. You know, they're they're. It's an excuse to party and remember a friend. Yeah. Um, everyone's getting hammered, and at one point Amber goes down to the basement alone to get more beer. Uh-huh. And she, they do the whole, she opens the door, and she shuts it, and Mindy's right there. Yeah. And Mindy is just chiding her for not asking someone to go down with her. Good word. Thanks. And it's like, you could be the murderer for all I care, and the other person's like, well, you could be the murderer because of X, Y, and Z. It's just, it's good.
0: And and Amber says, I am the murderer. Yeah. And then, and then Mindy goes, looks at her and smiles, and she's like, now you're learning. Okay, good. Yeah. And then they're like... You go up the stairs first. No, you.
1: What's good, the Mindy character, the actress is just so good because she knows everything. Uh Therefore, she's scared of nothing, which almost killed her.
0: Right. Which is just, I
1: think there is a lot of truth to that where people who are know-it-alls don't feel like they need to fear things because they see it all coming. When literally they did a wonderful thing where she's watching Stab One and Randy is watching the TV.
0: And he's watching Halloween.
1: And he's, watching halloween and ghostface is right behind him as he's saying like turn around turn around and she is saying it too because she's having fun she's like turn around Uh and she realizes oh i should turn around and ghostface is there (laughs) it was really good
0: but so all of this stuff at the party i thought was really cool and and it feels like they haven't really done this in the scream series where well they've had all this mistrust you know, throughout, because mm-hmm. everyone's a suspect. But in this one, I feel like they've really nailed it to where I felt like all of their actions were truly making sense. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, that basement scene that you just talked about really illustrates that well. And then, you know, when Mason and the girl are making out, and then she's like, let's go upstairs. I'm ready. And he's like, I, I'm 98% sure you're not the killer, but... Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Mm-hmm. And then that provokes, like, an emotional response from him that I think it makes sense that he leaves the party on totally. his own terms. Totally. So
1: he goes out to find her, and then he gets killed by Ghostface.
0: Yeah. Another brutal killing. Yeah. And then now it's like, is she the killer? But mm-hmm. earlier, Mindy had said... Oh, Mindy, Randy. Mindy had said... Um,
1: you're too boring You're to too be boring the to be the killer. Yeah.
0: And they even have a scene together, Mindy and that girl. I <laughs> don't even remember her name. Are... And she's like, "You said I was boring. Maybe I'm the killer." Mm-hmm. And and there's some pretty funny, like the audience reacted to mm-hmm. this, where she's like, "Well, okay, now maybe you are, because you are freaking me out. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> yeah. you're being crazy right now." And then Sydney, Gail show up.
1: Well, right before that, Sam, Richie, and Tara oh, are there. <laughs> right. And Richie shuts down the party, makes everyone leave. They're trying to find the inhaler. And
0: Tara goes upstairs with um, Amber, uh, Amber, I almost said Amanda, <laughs> uh, and then Richie and Sam are Richie goes downstairs. to get a beer. Yeah, he goes to get a beer. He does
1: ask Mindy to go with him, and she says no. Yeah,
0: and but then- But he goes down
1: by himself. He says,
0: I'll be right back. Oh,
1: don't say it. Don't say it. And what is Sam doing?
0: Sam is just like waiting downstairs
1: or something? I can't remember. But she gets attacked. Well, she finds Mindy had been attacked. So she's trying to help Mindy when Ghostface comes in. Yeah. And there's struggle. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't quite remember the logistics of the scene.
0: Yeah, it's a little hard to remember the exact
1: But while that's going on, we do find out that one of the killers is Amber. Yeah. We do realize that.
0: Well, um, Gail so Gail gets
1: Well, no, we find that out before shot? they get there. Really? Yeah. Because I think so. I don't think so. Because she does, she, no, I think we- they reveal it all in the one scene. Well, I thought that they revealed it because then Gail and Sydney get there and she, Amber comes running out. And she's like, it, he got me, he got me. Please, you have to help me. And then they're like, they're both like, do you really think that she could be hurt, or do you think she could be the killer? And both of them are not reacting to this person who's apparently hurt. And then she shoots Gail. Okay. That's my memory of it.
0: Okay, Mindy is attacked, but Sam intervenes, managed to fend off Ghostface as a group, accuse each other of being Ghostface. Amber shoots and kills Liv. Oh, right. Yes, that's what she's, happens. Yeah, she just shoots and kills her, uh, revealing herself as a killer. When Gail and Sydney arrive, just like you said, Amber feigns injury, but neither Sydney nor Gail buy her performance, and they look at each other and they go, she's faking.
1: But the girl gets off a shot, Gail gets shot, she's out for the count. Oh, she's not dead, but she's out for the count.
0: Yeah, and then Sydney's going walking through the house by herself. Mm -hmm. She gets a phone call, and the person's like, it's such an honor.
1: And it's talking to her more, and she's like, I'm bored, and hangs the phone up. Yeah, I love love that.
0: that. And then she's she's like like shooting shooting through doors as she's walking. She's shooting every
1: door. I feel like at head level or torso level.
0: Torso, I think.
1: And then opens the door to make sure no one's in there. And she does shoot Richie.
0: Or no, she's shooting him at leg level because he oh, gets shot in the, shot leg. the leg.
1: <laughs> so um, she does shoot him in a closet, and she's like, "How come you didn't come out?" And She's like, and he says, "Cause you're shooting everything." Yeah. Um. So she saves him. You know, you would think.
0: And then I'm like, okay, he's not the killer. At this point, I'm like, okay, we're at the very end, and I thought I kind of thought maybe I had a little bit of this figure out, but I have no idea. Mm. I honestly have no idea who's killing who. I I mean, I know Amber's there, but then I'm like. That doesn't feel like that's it.
1: No. Yeah. And then, so at one point, so at first Sam and Richie are in the basement and Sam wants to go back upstairs because of her sister. And Richie is like, you really shouldn't do that. You're going to get killed. And she yeah. like holding him at knife point and she leaves, goes upstairs, find Tara duct tape and tied in a closet. Uh-huh. And she's about to untie her sister. And I think right before Richie's like, it could be your sister though. Right. So she's about to let her sister loose and hesitates. So, and then yeah. the camera cuts before, you know what she does.
0: And I assumed that she didn't. Same. And then uh, Sam and where did Mindy go? Because she lives, right? She,
1: well, she's like passed out in the living okay, room because okay. she so was stabbed.
0: Sam, Gail, and Sydney are all trapped by them in the kitchen. In the
1: kitchen, just like the first movie.
0: And then we would get revealed it's Richie and it's uh, <laughs> Amber. Amber. <laughs> and Amber's acting and Richie in the scene I mean, they're like doing the stew and the, and, uh, the Billy thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nailing it. And so this is when we get into where I, I, I beam a smile and I'm just like, I love this movie. I mm-hmm. love this movie. Because now we're talking even more so about fandom. Uh-huh. So these two people are fans of the series and they're so upset with where it's gone they want to stage these killings in a way that would make for a better stab Which movie. is
1: crazy. So a, fran- franchi- a franchise goes <laughs> so poorly that people are taking it into their own hands to make it better. They're yes. giving them source material to make it better.
2: When in a way, that's I mean...
1: That's, like, who's to say that's not going to happen at some point? <laughs> scary. Well, there's
0: fan edits. There's, mm-hmm. fan, you know, there, this kind of thing... Not not the murdering thing, yeah, but no, like no, no, yeah. the idea of I mean even the idea of looking at Star Wars. I mean that's just the easiest example and saying something like Oh, I just pretend that the new trilogy doesn't exist. Yeah, and it's like, but it does. Yeah, uh, y- maybe you don't like it, but it does. Just like I I'm always like there's Psycho one and that's it, mm-hmm. but there's four other movies. There's or yeah. er, three other movies
1: because there's that one remake. That's an actual remake.
0: Yeah, okay, so there's four. Yeah. It's like they're those do exist yeah. whether I like it or not. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what I think about it. Yeah. So this freaking rules and they met on a Reddit message board, which I love that touch. And um they're just talking about like how messed up the franchise has gotten and these they needed to do, like, the reboot the way that all these Hollywood people are doing reboots now that that prioritize the fans over story sometimes mm-hmm. in some cases.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like some of these movies that have been discussed in this episode. But, but yeah. there is, like, an emphasis on we want the fans to be happy. That's why you hear people in interviews like, your, like Jason Reitman haven't seen – Ghostbusters have no attachment to Ghostbusters, but he's only saying things like I wanted to make one for a fan. Cause I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. You're not hearing him say we had this wonderful story that we really wanted to tell. It's like, no, same thing with star Wars. They're like, let's hire Lawrence Kasdan and let's make force awakens, have him write another story. Like I write other, he wrote empire strikes back. Oh, Okay. So it's like, we got the, this is going to be for you guys, the fans, mm-hmm. This is the Comic-Con. This is all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like some of this stuff, but this movie's tapping into all that. And it's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, please.
1: So yeah, they they met on this message board and they they devised this whole plot uh-huh. and they're going through it all here and they needed, uh, it, it's perfect. They're going to make um, Sam the killer. They're going to stage it Yeah, um, because Billy is her dad. And I think they are going to kill Sydney.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that is the plan. And they do bring Gail in, and Sydney does get stabbed. And it's because Dewey died. I was like, I guess I would not like it, though, because she feels like the fun flip side of some horror franchises where Sydney never dies. Just yeah. like how Michael Myers never dies.
0: Right. That's right. I, that's yeah, what I that's like cool. about yeah. this
1: part of this one thing I like about this series. Um, and it's looking very grim and very bleak. Uh huh. And then what changes?
0: Um, I don't remember exactly. Oh, oh, um, Tara.
1: Oh, Tara comes in. Comes because downstairs. Sam does untie
0: her. And and I love right before that, Richie's like, "I even got you to doubt your own sister," and then she, and you didn't even untie her or something like that. And she goes, "I never said I didn't untie her." Yes,
1: and that's when she comes in. and She starts wailing on ha- on Amber. Yeah and um
0: and then that that chaos, causes confusion. chaos
1: and confusion happens. um so Richie and Sam end up in the front part of the room for the like the foyer of the house. Uh-huh. and he's continuing on just telling her like this is how it all is and stuff. um she's on the ground trying to you know she's reaching up for the door or something anything and she looks up at this mirror and sees Billy and he like nods at her. Yeah. And she sees this what was it like a cane or something? Something, something like that. that she got to be able to like thwart his on like him coming at her in. She gets the knife and goes ham on stabbing him like ham. And see
0: this this is why the Billy Loomis stuff is not just a throwaway because she's stabbing him and she is stabbing him like. This is maybe the most aggressive kill in the whole movie, Mm -hmm. and it's our heroine who's doing it. And there's
1: blood all over her face.
0: And she's stabbing. And so this whole movie, she's been afraid that she has Billy Loomis inside her. And at this moment, she finds out she truly does, but she's able to use his killing tendencies for good. Mm -hmm. And so it has an actual emotional payoff. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's pretty
1: epic, too, because he's like, but what about my finale? And she's like, you want your finale? Here it is. And she slits his throat. Yeah. And meanwhile, while that's happening, Gail and Sydney are taking on Amber.
0: And so, take over, because you, you gosh, are so excited. So
1: first thing that happens is they throw a giant bottle of hand sanitizer in her face.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I, I th- immediately, I was like, don't turn to mic and talk about how, don't talk about it, because this isn't the time. But I was just like, they threw something in her face, just like Brad Pitt did?
0: There's a dog, food the, dog the can of
1: dog food in her face. And it's like, that's kind of an interesting choice. Uh-huh. And then they're continuing to fight with her. The burner on the stove gets turned on. Gail or Sydney have like one, a big one liner that I can't remember right now. And they like push her back and she falls onto the flames and bursts into flames. And I'm like, whoo. Okay, so this is just a direct homage to Quentin Tarantino for a split second of her. Now,
0: it was very funny because you were like, that's twice that's happened to her now. That's what you said to me in the theater. And I said, what? Because I was like, I don't remember her being on fire in this movie. Yeah. And I was was really confused. And then I said, what do you mean?
1: And then I had to explain it to you. Well, you
0: said, you said, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that happens to her. And that was this moment I had, like when you watch an anime and you're listening to the English dub, and you have no idea who the voice is, but you've heard it a million times, oh. and then in your head you're like, "Oh wait, that pig is Michael Keaton," <laughs> and then and then you have this rush of euphoria, and you're just like floating for a second. That's what you felt. That's what I felt because I was like, "Oh, that's where that girl is from," because <laughs> I oh, did yeah, not I was know. She like, had yeah,
1: the thing thrown in her. Brad Pitt threw that dog food in her <laughs> face, and you're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. So then they're both dead, wink, wink. But Cindy says, you got to shoot them in the head or else they're not dead. So Sam shoots Richie in the head. Yeah. And then right then... Real nice splatter. (laughs) I know. Amber comes running out and she gets shot in the head and she's dead.
0: And then it it starts fading back like it doesn't... They recreate the shot from the first movie.
1: I like... What is...
0: The, the last shot from the first movie.
1: Mm-hmm. What does Sam ask Sydney? Does she say like, "Am I going to be okay?" And yeah, mm. and Sydney's like, "In time, you will be."
0: Yeah, and that was very sweet. Yeah. Um. And then that was the end.
1: I I know I was like, please don't have another scene. This is perfect because we don't it need another scene. It was so good.
0: Scene. It was so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I think that this will be a tough movie to dethrone i know it's the beginning of 2022 but i keep a movie list as the year goes on and i like to have a top 10 at the end of the year i think this is going to be a tough movie to dethrone for for probably most of the year this will probably be my number one maybe until spider-verse comes out wow well the north man does look pretty cool speaking of elevated horror I, yeah
1: well is that horror though
0: i don't think this one is it doesn't um, feel
1: like it it no. just feels dark yeah but, like like the batman
0: uh, I think I'm gonna like this movie more than the Batman. Although we finally saw a new trailer,
1: it felt so good to see a new trailer. And it just the I I am going to see it, and I am looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I because I like Matt Reeves, let me in. He's proven to I me mean, that I mean we he's,
0: we should cover it. Well, for the Patreon, on, on right? Patreon, in yeah. addition to our Batman, but coverage. the biggest
1: driving force is Paul Dano for me. Yeah, I got to get me some Dano. It's been too long.
0: Yeah, I've just been exhausted by the darkness of it. Yes. But when I saw that trailer, new footage and stuff, this was the first time uh, since they released a trailer that I was like, oh, I think I will go see this movie.
1: Yeah, it was kind of the first one where I was like, I think they might have something to say.
0: Yeah, because we'll, we'll see though. after the first trailer came out, I was just like, I got I got to a point where like a month ago, if you asked me, Are you gonna see Batman? I would have said, I'll probably wait till it comes out.
1: I know. I thought I was gonna have to see that one alone. I also yeah. think that the music's gonna be good. I'm not sure. I like it. In the trailer.
0: Yeah. It, I think it annoys I me. Okay. But I, I think it annoys me because I've seen that trailer so oh, many yeah, dang times. Course. Yeah. Um But there was also a joke in the trailer and that gave me some hope.
1: Oh, okay. I don't remember.
0: It was like uh, just a sort of joke that cuts Uh away where I was like, okay, that's very like Christopher Nolan, Batman kind of a joke joke, Yeah. where it's like, it's sort of a joke, but you can get away with it being serious dialogue. Mm -hmm. So maybe there'll be something fun in this movie. (laughs) I I know. Um, Please don't
1: push that movie back. Please. I I can't see any more trailers. And I
0: can't see the Morbius trailer again, but they've pushed it back. It's not coming out in January. Yeah but here we are and they're going to come out with another trailer yikes man um but this movie rules um it it i mean it made all of the 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 reboots and the the star wars and ghostbusters afterlife and all these different things it made it like all worth it to see this movie comment on it
1: yep thank you
0: yes thank you for making this movie they they have said uh, that they'd be interested in making more screen movies. Um, my gut tells me you should make more in like ten years. Like you should. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of series this could should be. You know, mm-hmm. give it enough time. More like fifteen years. Um, and another thing, this movie came out uh, just barely over twenty five years after the first movie came out. Oh, just barely. That's crazy. So. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you on Scream?
1: See this movie. I know, if you've really. gotten this far and through all the spoilers, still see it. Yeah, That's good.
0: Did you? What wh- did you? D- How is your Scream ranking now?
1: This is probably the second one.
0: Yeah, one one five four two three, or did no? You have- I had
1: two third. Okay, I did like the second one. I do like the second one because they comment on
0: sequels. I, lo- I love the second one. I only don't like the third one. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. Um, and just let us know anything on any of the movies we've covered. And next week we'll be jumping back into John Wick Chapter 2. And this month on Patreon is Nobody? Yeah, Nobody. Cool. And then next month we're we're doing a fun one. A really fun one that neither of us have seen. I but, don't um, remember already. I know you you don't remember and that's okay. <laughs> that's part of the fun. So uh thank you for listening and uh don't answer any phone calls.
1: Don't from unknown callers.
0: Don't answer phones at all. Okay. Or Vortex.
1: Bye.